Hey everyone, before we start today's show, I want to remind you about a way you can support this independent podcast. Check out spitballerspod.com. It's going to give you all the details of how you can join in, support this show, and get access to our full archive, our backlog of episodes. Check it out, spitballerspod.com. What happens when three buffoons give life advice, explore unrealistic situations, and give random topics more thought than they probably deserve? It's the Spitballers Podcast with Andy, Mike, and Jason. Oh, I loved it. Look, fellas, I have not stopped thinking about my last intro. Mm. It was bad. You've been a man in the mirror. It practicing. was. It was objectively <laughs> horrifying. You made up for it. And as the man with the musical background, I was ashamed. I like that one because it started a little earlier. I like that one because it had a difficult, like you know, you got like the floor routine in the Olympics, and then you've got a couple of those the, yeah. the passes. Here, here Here's comes a triple. triple. Yeah, yep. it had a difficult part in the middle, and then you actually, I believe, you played. A Some trumpet. horns. I did. I went to the trumpet. <laughs> you, you actually played them. That was the most impressive part yes. for me. Uh, what What's nice is since we unfortunately rotate the scat next week, I will be destroying anything good that has been built here. Yes. Well, we look forward to it. Welcome into the Spitballers podcast, episode 61. Ooh. We've got a review. We've got Situation Room. We've got Would You Rather and yet another fun draft on the show today. You can follow the show on Twitter at SpitballersPod. We appreciate all the support, the reviews, the subscriptions on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening. And uh, a reminder, new shows drop each and every Monday. So we try to improve your Monday, make mm-hmm. it just a little bit better. And we we do that in part by scatting to the music. That's true. So That's true. Let's jump into a review. Review Asaurus Rex. This one comes in from Desmond the Moon Bear. <laughs> Five stars. Uh, the review is titled, My Brother Listens Behind My Back. Uh, I just wanted to say that you three are the kings of clean comedy. You kids remind me of Gaston. One is quick, one is slick, and one's neck is incredibly thick. I'll let you decide who is who. We and know. I call slick. I call uh, thick. Because of obvious reasons, uh, every Monday I get a buzzing from my phone and see to my delight that y'all have a new episode out. My brother says, you guys aren't funny, but then I'll catch him listening to y'all when he thinks I'm not there. Wait, it's cool not to like us. Keep it up and stay fresh. It's cool not to like us publicly. Hey, I am totally fine. I don't like fine. none of that clean comedy, man. <laughs> yeah, I am totally fine just being your secret comedy podcast. Don't you know what I mean? Like just Oh, dude, I would never. You got to get that you got to scratch that itch. It's Frank, like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's not what you think. Just chucks the phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like having a guilty pleasure in music, you know, where the, where his secret Taylor yeah. Swift uh, affections. The, the headphone cord pops out, and then it's just us with poop jokes. Oh my! And you're busted. <laughs> and you're busted. What uh, a loser! <laughs> you listen to us. 
All right, thank you for the review. I think, I think we're yes. moving on. The Situation Room. All right, Spencer from Twitter. He's going to put us into I haven't read any of these. This, this one's rough, fellas. Oh, really? Get ready. Spencer I, sent in a situation. You've just rejoined your family in a Disneyland crowd after sneaking off to grab a churro. Sounds great. You give your wife a semi-appropriate pinch, and you put your arm around your bride. As she turns to look at you, disgusted, you realize that the woman is not your wife, but a complete stranger who resembles your wife from behind. What do you do? (laughs) Oh, man. There's there's only one thing you could do. It is your hopefully your face resembles the shame and embarrassment that you feel. You apologize profusely and you run. You run away and you leave the park. You leave your family. You never return. Man, that's right. Like we, Simba being banished from the Pride yes, Lands. Yes, exactly. Run away. We've all been there, right? Where we we, we no, go no up, I've never done no, this. No, no, no. We've we've all mistaken someone from the back and yeah. maybe talked yes. to them or Yo, something yeah, yeah, totally sure. mild, but not necessarily come up and you know giving a little uh, and a did, little pat on the bottom, little hey babe, whoa, <laughs> you're not my wife. You are, and that's what you got to do. You got to go. Whoa, I, you're not my wife. And I think Forrest running maybe. Running might be a problem. Yeah, I want to force it. You have to, you have to, it's after the apology. You you have to face up to what you have done. But and then you just like, turn and run. If I don't run, I'm going to disintegrate into the ground. My body will just be primordial ooze <laughs> for everyone to step in. I would. It would so be the end. The end of me. If you do that, you've done it. <laughs> Are you now liable for assaulting a person? <laughs> I, 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 I like seriously. If they were so offended and upset, I could you get in could trouble? You, basically, Not a lawyer. Basically, could you use the excuse of "whoopsie daisies" if in you a did, court of law? In a court of law, I don't think so. No. That's, no, you that's can't. not going to hold water. Officer, he then turned and ran at full speed as fast <laughs> as he could. See, and that's why running away is a problem. At half, you go half speed. You're admitting. Uh, that you did something re- like like you if you steal, you're, you're admitting you you did something you might wrong. Have, it's done but you run when you like I stole something and I don't want to get caught so I'm out of here you can't ever right catch it's, me. it admits guilt by running also don't pull your wallet out and try to no buy, no, buy no, no no you cannot buy your no. way out of that situation <laughs> you're just digging the hole deeper no. at that point I mean the truth is this happens in real life. It would be, I, I would I would be so red, I would be laugh, I, I, I would say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, and then uncontrollably, whether to the delight of the person or the, the anguish of the person, depending on personality, I couldn't stop myself from laughing. Like, I know me. I would, right. after I apologize and I'm red, I would just start laughing at what an I- idiot I am, and then that would, like, if the roles were reversed, like if somebody else did this to my wife and, and she got to see the shame Lay down flat on your face. Person. Just, <laughs> just kill me. Just do whatever you want. Lay down. I was in a parking lot once. I told you guys this story. I don't know if I said it on Spitballers. I was waiting at a coffee shop, 8 or 9 o'clock at night. So it's a dark parking lot. I knew my sister was coming to meet me. She drives a, a Honda Civic. 
A Honda Civic pulls up. I go out there just to be funny. It's my little sister. Oh, I'm yes. going to like, I see somebody's on the phone. It's this, this is the same car as my sister. I go up to the window in a dark parking lot because I'm going to just throw my face up into the window. <laughs> and scare her. And scare, th- and scare my sister when she turns away from her phone. It was a 65-year-old woman. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's, that's horrific. She, lo- she jumped out of her this. shoes. And then I had to figure out how many times is appropriate to apologize in a 30-second span. I could not have felt more embarrassed. I held the door open for her going into the coffee shop. I was I don't think she dude. wants you no, I there know. opening the door. She's like, okay, now this man is opening the door for me. I feel like, And no one wants you to say, I'm not a stalker. Right. I'm not a creep. No, I'm not a creep. I'm super not a creep. Things I'm not a you, creep right now. Things you shouldn't ever have to say. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, that is a horrible situation. Let's now, move no, on. No, wait. Real quick. Okay. The situation is made better, and I really appreciate the fact that they allowed me to go get a churro. So we can't forget that. Oh, part give her of the it. churro! Yeah, you got You hand over the churro, man. Not happening. <laughs> Not happening. I'll go to I'll jail. I'll take out the wallet before the churro. No, really. This is my churro. I I waited in the stand. Uh, did you like just give my wife a churro to someone, pinch her? Someone could jump out and say, "Jason, I've got your family. <laughs> it's the churros or your family." And Jason would be like. Oh. Here's what I would do. I would eat the churro and give him the butt of the churro. I'd say, Ooh. okay, you got. here you go. At least let's go half skis on this. Is that all right? Exactly. You give me half the family back, I give you half the churro. That's a fair deal. <laughs> it, because it's a Disneyland churro specifically. Of course. What does that kidnapper do if you take one last bite of the churro? Oh, and that one, bite is not small. It's that not bite, a small okay, bite. Can I, have one, can I have one more bite? No, you don't one, ask. No, you don't. One, you go. You stare them in the you eyes. You go, my family, and you take one bite and hand it over. Are you not? Do they go Let's kill just say him? This. That do bite, they say kill him? That bite would not look appropriate. Let's no. just say that. No. All right. Luke from, <laughs> Luke from the website. Stop Luke. hitting it, Jason. <laughs> Jason, you're killing your family. Just give him the churro. You're killing your family. Kill one of them. It's so good. <laughs> Luke, Luke wants to know uh, what you do in this situation, guys. Uh, you are frozen for 2,000 years. Upon waking, you're allowed to Google one thing. What do you Google? So let's take modern day. You get frozen tomorrow. You're frozen mm. for 2,000 years. Do you know uh, Al Borland? How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Um, do you know when you wake up that it's been 2,000 years? Because my answer is, what year is it? That's what I'll Google if I don't know it's 2,000 years. I would say they tell you you've been frozen for 2,000 years. and Here's uh, a computer. Google's still yep. a thing. Yeah. yeah, we'll go with that. Okay. That's tough because I would instantly want to know what happened to my family. Right. The first But thought, I can't Google that. Like, but you what can. What happened to my family no, you in can't. 2,000 years ago? You can in the sense that you can. My Google, my search would be how old do people live today? Like, what is the average? You know what I mean? Because that's maybe, not going to help you. You're 2,000 years. But you need to look up average age 2,000 years ago. No, because it's it's how old people are today. If people that year are 2,100 years old on average, then I'm good. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> you don't wake up 2,000 years later going, maybe they're still alive. Well, but the advances in technology, maybe, maybe they've downloaded yeah, their brain into today. a robot body. You're, it's right now, Jay. I'm freezing you right now. When you wake up in 2,000 years yeah. 
and they go, it's 2,000 it years. It could happen before we die. You would ask, before how my long children do people die. live? Before my children die, they very well might you're be going, able to go into a robot okay, body. So you're, you're going with the, the, okay. the, the lawnmower, man. We've downloaded, and now we are... We are techno people. Yeah, that's, that's what I would search to see if there's any chance. Because without that, my family's long gone. See, my answer was actually very similar, yet somehow different. It's where is the robot store where I go and I get all my cool enhancements. So your your family be darned. They're, they're gone, man. I'm not. I'm not this guy waking up two thousand years holding on hope. Maybe my family's still alive. They're no. They're gone. Would you go find your great 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 grandkids after I'm a robot? <laughs> Priority. Step one yes. is to become a robot, dude. Superpowers, man. Now here's the thing. I mean, How you paying for that? You, uh, you wake yeah. up two thousand years from now. Your money's no good here. <laughs> Could I offer you a George Washington in two thousand years? I feel like you. Oh, I got a Bitcoin. We're good, man. You might be <laughs> the, the one, <laughs> the one non-robot in that universe, because in two thousand years, true. you could be. It's like the Ewoks holding up C three PO. Like you could be the special creature because you're not a robot. So the first thing you Google it wasn't is, Ewoks. Are Amp, humans still around? That would be the first. Well, Google? I would probably look at the doctor that told me I was in there two thousand yeah, years well, old to figure that out. Was it C three PO or was it's it? It's a human that hands you the computer. Do Are humans you? still exist? Well, I got to know. Maybe this guy... If, How look, long do they live if they do exist? Is it 2,100 years? A man can dream, Andy. You'd wake up and say, is my child still alive? And that's yes. how you're a hopeful man. Yes. I Look, there, you know, there could become a time where technologically speaking, barring uh, other accidents, where the, the, the lifespan is completely changed it's just a matter of that moment in time is that moment in you know mike you're saying that two thousand years from now that'll be there will it be there a thousand years from now 500 years from now well that would infer that your 80 years from now your family has to make it 500 i like years how he took but that's what, no i was working he my was, way back he was three steps here's what's his three steps is it two thousand years one thousand years five hundred years 80 years? That's four Maybe steps. it was next week. I don't know. I was frozen. I'm just so so I didn't know that you believed that any day now <laughs> we're, we're gonna live to, we're gonna live to be approximately twenty one hundred years old. We just gotta make it to that moment. Here's the real answer. There's no one that's ever done this, and I can't possibly comprehend how your brain doesn't explode from being incapable of comprehending that happening. If you woke up 2,000 years from now, I don't know how you could comprehend it, right? Sure. A coma patient for 30, 40, you know, I, I, I don't know what the longest coma patient is where they've woken up. Is it 10 years, 20 years? I have no idea. But comprehending that, I, I think you'd think you're dead. Maybe I'd Google, am I dead? Ooh. Right? Yes. And you would and not if get an answer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it just says <laughs> yes. 37 oh. years. 37 years? Now, 37 years, but that, is that to waking up, or was that just how long the coma lasted? Because that's the real crux here. Well, I imagine he was Wait. looking waking up and being cognizant. Right. Yeah, I looked for longest uh, or longest coma survivor. So, yeah. 37 years. Wow. That See, thinking that, about oh, that, that's that's enough. Wow. That's that breaks enough. my brain. That would yeah. be like you wake... That's what I was thinking. Like, if this was 200 years and not 2,000... Would it be any different whatsoever? I took a nap once where I overslept an appointment. I woke up more panicked than anybody on this earth. 
I can't imagine. What day is it? I woke up going, I've missed everything. Someone would wake up. Am guys, I still married? You guys still like disco? How'd that Spitballers podcast turn <laughs> yeah. out? That's what people will be asking. They became world, years. world famous, didn't like, they? Like Bill and Ted. Yeah. Our, just our stupid stuff actually saves the world. These are fun. I'm going, I'm diving back into the situation room. Caleb from Patreon. So one of our Spitwad supporters at what up, uh, Caleb? SpitballersPod.com. You receive another visit. Oh, great. <laughs> I'm back. From your local wizard. It's oh. me. The local wizard. He tells you. He can solve one of the world's major problems, world hunger, global warming, cancer, poverty. But you have to spend <laughs> the next year working. What a, what a jerk. Just fix the problem. As a telemarketer, a porta potty cleaner, or a crime scene sanitizer, what issue do you get rid of and what job do you choose? Gotta love questions where you're put on the spot to decide what global phenomenon of evil you need to solve. Well, the, the and gr- the others aren't as important. Right. That's the best part of this question. What? Is, this, this is not on us, man. This is on the wizard. No, but he's this saying... This is the wizard's fault. Yes. It's totally the wizard's fault. But, I mean, look, if you've been... If only you were a telemarketer, <laughs> I couldn't stop the global warming. You're a real jerk, local wizard. Um, Someone must pay the toll. So, the thing is, you're not going to turn it down, right? Because then you're the jerk. Fair you, point. You're going to say... Fair point. All right. I'll take the lumps. I'm going to solve something. <laughs> Meh. So what is it? I thought about answering, and then I felt like I was being... Uh, I, I'm not going to solve global warming, because I'm a, I'm a techno-optimist. I believe... You think we will figure it I out? I believe we are on the way of figuring it out. Before it becomes too dire, we'll have advanced... <laughs> Mr. Techno-optimist doesn't think that it's possible in our lifetime that we'll get to the point to download our brain into a computer. You you're, are a techno-pessimist. You're more of a techno-optimist prime. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, I allow it. <laughs> cancer? I think, I think we're going to... Uh, techno-optimism will tell me that we're going to continue to extend life. I think the big problems then, world hunger, poverty, they both breed their own evils. I think we're making some strides on, on those too. So, I don't know. World hunger. All right. I'll go world hunger, and then I guess I'll work as... A telemarketer, because yeah, look, the job has to be telemarketing. I'd rather make the phone calls than than the cleanup work. Come on, yeah, man, this is tough when it comes to like between the jobs. No, not oh. between the jobs, but between like you know, you think okay, I want to solve like clean water everywhere, no droughts, no, you know what I mean, like right, w- clean water for so you want all my, humans. You want my cloud machine. I don't want that, Mike. I don't think that's <laughs> yeah. going to solve the problems you think it's going to solve. If you could make or it that rain. will ever exist, even twenty one hundred years from now. Wait, Mister Techno Optimist, he is Look, not a techno. I'm not a techno impossibilist. You're telling me that we'll get to the point where we can cure diseases, but a simple cloud. Let me ask you that. First of all, is not simple, Mike. It's in the atmosphere. You're producing them for. You're saying. Producing Earth-sized weather. Yeah, I think it's a challenge. What was that? Let me movie? ask you a question, Mike. The, 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 are uh, we ever gonna make? Are we ever gonna make a boot the size of a continent? A boot? Yeah, a boot. Like Italy? Like a human boot? Are you ever gonna make a human boot? As could we ever make one as big as a continent? No, no. That's too. That's too many materials. That is a. That is not a strong argument <laughs> to win here. Your your point makes no sense. I mean, none like, whatsoever. That's so. That's so much leather. Mine is just. Talking. Let me ask you a question, Mike. 
Do you think we're ever gonna? Do you ever think we're gonna start printing people with a Hewlett Packard? Hmm? You think we're gonna do that? Because that's what I think of your cloud machine. Why, why would you ever have come up with me? You think they're gonna make a boot the size of a continent? That's the reason. That makes no. Dad, my point is there are things that are outside the bounds of our possibilities. Yes, exactly. A boot and the a size boot. of a continent. That's what you want. And with. worldwide weather. Those are the only two impossibles. Oh, there two, mercy. There are only two things we can never do. Are you ever going to make a bowl of spaghetti the size of Cincinnati? No. No, they aren't. I'm a techno. Who's going to eat it? Oh, man. Oh. I can't breathe. Wow. Like there are some things that the human the humans can't do. Uh, <laughs> they can't think. control the weather and they can't make continent sized boots. <laughs> okay. All right. Are we done talking to each uh, other yet? Next segment. All hey, right. Real quick. Yeah. I, I got to redeem myself here before I, my oh. DMs fill up, but it's 27 years for somebody oh. that actually woke up. Oh. oh. So that 37 year was a liar. She didn't make it. Oh, oh, God. God. oh, Al Borland. Wait, Sorry, so man. wait, 27 years and didn't wake up? No, 27, 27 did wake woke up. up. If you go 37, we're not going to talk about it. Yep. Oh. <laughs> Dad brought the show down. <laughs> Why? <laughs> he had to break it's, it. Yeah, it's, break. it's like one of, the, died. one of the funniest moments in the show's history. Yes, we're cracking Guys. up, Brian. Guys, I gotta. Well, it's official. I I can't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> what was that about? Before my, di- before my DMs blow up, I want to <laughs> let you know she actually didn't make it. Oh, he's Thank so you. worried about his DMs. He probably knew how my abs felt and that I needed to calm down. Thank you for bringing death quick, <laughs> quickly into view. All right. I'm Googling the boot question in 2,100 years. That's for darn sure. Did we ever make that boot? That's what nobody wanted. Take a look around. Where do you think you're living? (laughs) You're in the boot. You're in the boot all along. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. We're moving on. Would you rather? All right. All right. Dan, who is an official spitwad, asks the question, would you rather have to vigorously floss your teeth immediately after every time you eat something or enthusiastically floss and dance every time? The dance. Floss. Oh, oh, enthusiastically floss. Do the dance, the floss. Every time someone initiates a handshake with you, oh, I will punch that person in the face. Yeah. And I totally understand that, but there are there are not many things that are worse than having to floss, floss. vigorously. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I didn't even. You get don't there like yet. flossing. Well, f- flossing is f- is for the birds. You don't like the way it feels afterwards. No, get out of here, big floss. I'm not buying into your your nonsense. If you notice, I found those little uh, the like half floss, half toothpick things. Yeah, the little wait, <laughs> they're like pipe cleaners for your teeth. Yeah, it has floss. It's a flossing mechanism, but it, is it's it, not made out of floss. Okay, I was imagining a toothpick that had like a little lasso on it. <laughs> what? 
Yes, you were. Um, they, they do have those with the actual floss on them at the, on the other side of the toothpick. Yeah, but yeah. Andy's talking about the ones that look more like a pipe cleaner. Pipe cleaner. Yeah. Okay. I just I like the feeling of, of clean teeth. My teeth have nooks and crannies. When I eat, I, I bring those around. I always pick up a toothpick. I like them clean. So I don't think if you said, "All right, you're done eating. I gotta go floss." But this is vigorous. So I mean, you're what, you're I bleeding I'm like, everywhere. Only yeah. the first time. Well, uh, no, only like the first three weeks. Yeah, but eventually, until in fairness, they'll be calloused up. In fairness, one of these two things helps you, and one of these two things I will have I mean, no gingivitis. Other than burning a few extra calories doing the floss, I don't think there's a real help to the dance here. It would bring a lot of joy to you and to those you love. Yes, that's what I mean. Like if someone goes to get a handshake at a, at like a really important business meeting, I'm suited up. Then I'm like, oh, yeah, I hit him with the floss. What happens when you have to shake hands with everybody at that round table? Well, now, it's you, only when First they, time you're funny, second time, it can, ha-ha. If, if it's a group scenario, you, you can't have to no, no, no. go for everything. Absolutely hand. you can. But you've got to come in here, and you've got to make sure that you're the initiator. Oh, you go around the table, and you excellent. shake everybody's hand yeah. because it says every time someone initiates a handshake with you oh, is when you, you found do the a floss. loophole. Okay. So right. when you're in a sad situation, when you know when you're at the funeral, as Al Borland would want us to be, <laughs> when you're there and you you're wanting to make sure that you're the initiator, otherwise you're gonna be flossing. Dude, you're gonna be awkward. You just walk around with your with your hand extended. 20- hold on, hold on, hold on, guys. She's dead. <laughs> oh, flossy, flossy. I'm doing the floss, man, because I would rather. You don't like doing the actual floss. Yeah, I would rather do. I'd rather do that dance 24 hours a day than put dental floss in these teeth. <sighs> so you never floss? Never. 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 I floss. Uh, not, never have, never will. The more you floss, the less you need to floss. That's the way it works. Mm-hmm. So that, if you, is that true? The it more is, you floss, the more you have to go to the dentist. No, the first time you floss, you know, like if you don't floss normally, you will be a bloody mess. But I, then it cleans your teeth, though. I floss every now and then, but I'm not... Once a week? Yeah, I would say once a week is yeah, probably about that's right. About right. But I don't use the whole like you know the the spool of floss. The old I do. Spool. I do of like that. Of course you yeah. use that. <laughs> that's what they used in the twenties. They but do no, sell the, it today. The to, to older you're people, cut, like, they, you got to wrap around. You're cutting off circulation in your fingers. Every single time I use that, I end up using like twenty two yards <laughs> because I just keep moving through it. I don't know how to. But the little toothpick. Floss. At, I at like the those of- things, but the reason I use the regular floss is because it, those break. Because it's what Daddy did. No, it, I have those. I bought those so many times. The ones that have the like little yep. toothpick on one end and they stretch the floss out yeah. on the other end. But when you, I got some tight teeth. They're, they're very you close must. together, and it just breaks them. I have. Used you you understand that, right, Borland? Hundreds of them. I've no. never ever I ever seen one broken when I'm Ooh. driving in the car. They're great. And he has little razor shark teeth that <laughs> just shrink another one. All right, PJ from Twitter, would you rather a stranger choose what you eat or when you eat? Wow. Oh, my goodness. Mm. This it, one when, is, it's got to be when. This is too close to home. It's got, it's when, when it's you, too, wait. This is, this do you too have close a stranger doing this for you <laughs> right now? Wait, is that, that what would that mean that, yes, that's what that means. That would also infer it is close to home because it's your wife. So your wife chooses what you eat and when you eat. So that phrase, I think I'm using it incorrectly. <laughs> the what I'm trying to say is this one hits too hits in like the heart. Hits too near my heart and my passions for me to cuz whatever you choose That makes far more sense. This question could <laughs> easily some shadow figure has to decide what you eat 
I mean, th- this question is a nightmare. Because what I'm choosing is for someone to do me wrong. Right? Sure. W- what I eat or when I eat. But I think if the person is choosing what you eat, there's, there is a chance that you're, star- you're, you're real hungry, you want to sit down and eat, and then like, have some, have some kidney beans, here's, here's some liver and onions, and you're like, uh, crap. Or Jason, here's a salad. Okay, and then you choose when they eat, and they're like, hmm, Thursday. <laughs> Enjoy your four-day fast. <laughs> I mean, that's I a think, problem. I don't think that's in the spirit of the question. Like, mm, never. But kidney beans are fine. Just have some kidney beans. There's a lot of protein. You'll sustain your life. Uh, I don't think I want someone choosing when I eat. I need to be choosing when I eat so that I can stay yeah. energetic. Exactly. Uh, be the kind of mental, have the kind of mental acuity that I had on that boot question. Yes. So when was the last time you ate? lunch thursday so um i'm if they choose what you eat you might never eat i get too hangry like i get i get really legitimately hangry what's what's a food that you actually hate beets okay. oh my god yeah so beets beets so for i'm not lunch. eating it, that that was my whole point wow that's a jerk man and and you are correct because beets are not good uh, what kids you want some dirt Here's a beet. Oh. Chew it up. It's full of nutrients. Don't worry. It'll stain everything around you. <laughs> um, I'm I'm taking the what? I'm, I want to say I'm taking the win because of my hanger and that I worry if I, if I can't, if they're, if they're not letting me eat when I need to eat, I'm going to just get angry and I'm going to cause problems. Um, but I need to control when I pretend to eat healthy or when I eat like I do. All right, Kiko from Patreon. Would you rather always have to reprimand everybody else's kid in public when they are misbehaving Mm-mm. or Mm-mm. have to let your own kid have a meltdown in public, but you can't say or do anything about it and you can't leave until the situation is over? So you're the parent ignoring the meltdown, letting everyone be affected by it around you, and the their Easy ire. Easy peasy. I will grab a, a bag of popcorn, <laughs> and I will sit 12 inches from my kid melting down and eat it while everybody watches. I think you're lying. No, I'm not saying that I would do that in real life or enjoy it or that I am fine with letting my kid melt down in public. It it, it terrifies. It, it's the worst. It's the worst. But well, man, no, no. It's not the worst. The worst is reprimanding. Yes. Everybody else's kids? Yes. Man. It's- what kind of reprimander would you be if you had to be that? Would you be the sarcastic one? You know, well, I feel like if it's reprimanding, oh, you're just like, like what? Yeah, what attitude would you have? Do you walk over and reprimand the kid? Are you really sarcastic about the parents in trying to reprimand the kid? Like, what do you? I feel like I guess you have to go over for, and actually punish the kid. Yes, huh? for this que- for this question, you have to walk right. over and you say like. Stop doing that or you're grounded. <laughs> just, you've got to dole out a punishment. You have to actually oh, say. Oh, just go take the dessert away from the kid right in front of him. I mean, that would be wonderful. Say you're done. You're it's, done. It's the reprimand that's the hard part. Now, is, but is, is just talking, because I will say this. I, I say that I would never reprimand, but there are certain times. Th- there's, that you I, have to. Yes. I have st- I, I've been the parent that's like, 
oh no, that ain't that ain't happening. You know, we were at, a, at one of those jump jungle places. Yes, and it's like there's this kid that no one was like none of the workers were saying anything, and he was just throwing foam in everybody's face and like jumping when other people were jumping in and trying. I mean, it was just like, dude, where is this kid's parents? Like. He's literally causing a problem everywhere he's going. and I've done that many times, but only as it affects my children. I feel like, or right, the children, right. or like another, another, like a social good was going to happen if I jumped in and said, no, stop doing that right now. That's, but I think people, we should be doing that. Yeah. As, yes. as a society, if, if a kid is doing something like that, you, someone has to walk over and be like, hey, man, you, you can't do that. Right. And that's, but that's not rep. Gen, generally speaking, if it's someone else's kid, and it's a hey, you can't do that. They they will stop doing it. But that is not reprimanding. That punishing someone else's kid is also saying goodbye, like bye to your friendship because good luck getting out of that situation. Or goodbye to your face because that dad punches <laughs> it right off. Yeah, it's not good. Um, I'm sitting with. We've all experienced you just do the, the kids do, meltdown. Do you just do you just do the stare down? Like the you know what I mean? Like the adult parent. Stay, hardcore stare down to this kid like it's not watch, it's not ending it. well <laughs> no no it's not and we've all had the kids melting down with nothing you could do about it i mean eventually you 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 pick them up and you just leave or something like that but we've we've all experienced where you can't console them and they're going to do what they want to do so it over reprimanding someone else's child that's the one i will take yeah i when my kids having a meltdown all i want is the other parents to say they're trying. They're giving it a go right. over there. Not just sitting there and not caring. Oh, that'd be tough. <laughs> like if you're just, but I think you have to go with that one. If you just keep a conversation go yeah. with your friend, but you're just talking louder. Tell the other people to <laughs> say, tell them to keep it down. Hey, don't they, don't worry about it. Yeah, he'll it'll wear off. All right, we're into a draft. The Spitballers Draft. All right, our draft today is best TV moms. <laughs> Our favorite, our favorite TV moms. Yeah, they don't have to be good. It moms. says best in my show doc. There's no way. Well, then I'm going to blame Al that Borland. Jeremy for that. meant something he didn't Who's put in the show Jeremy? doc. Al Borland <laughs> would only put in the show doc what he wants me to say, right? Uh, he is just furiously sweating over there. So. Oh, look! It says favorite TV moms now. That's what mine says. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Mike, you have the first pick. Yeah, we're picking our favorite television mothers. All right, I'm, I got to kick the draft off the way I think it should be handled. This mom has been on television longer than any other mom. And you know what? She's a freaking great mom. This is this is a great role model, a great lady. She's she's helped uh, hold the house together. Raising, raising them kids, and her kids are not easy to raise. I'm going to take Marge Simpson. Yeah, she's definitely on my short list. And here's the thing: I've got a short list. <laughs> so this will be. We're my doing list three rounds, great. by the way. Okay. okay, we're doing three rounds today. All right. So uh, yeah, yeah. Marge, Marge is obviously great. Um, man, I got to play the game here of I who's going to come back. Yeah, of who's going to come back? Because there's one that look. I don't care what Borland says. I'm allowed to take. Because oh, it better not. We better not have the same sneaky. Well, the strategy. nice thing is, even if we do have the same sneaky strategy, I get to pick again before you do. So I'm going to hold off on this one. And I'm look. This is our show. I get to pick who I want. And sure. I'm picking, but not yet. 
Okay, clearly we both had the same exact idea. Yes. Okay, so I am going to take Leslie Nope, who is a phenomenal mother at the end of the Parks and yes, Rec. Yes, I was going to say, that's not ringing the bell, but at the end she did have the kid. She, yes, uh, so Leslie that, Nope. No, that's a great call. She was a great TV mom. She was she was a hard working mom, you know. Yeah. She was able I to don't, do everything. I don't disagree. Like that's fine. You can make that pick. Oh yeah, that pick. that's as far away from favorite TV moms that I could ever fathom for a pick. Like it's not an iconic. Too recent. It, was, <laughs> it wasn't like that. Wasn't even her role on the show. Like her. Jean Cleaver. I didn't. Have to be I didn't role. remember that she was even. Well, that's a mom. your fault. What season was that? The last season of the show. Is that uh, is that one of them? Yeah, the last season is when she becomes a mother. This struggle, so, this lifelong struggle to be a mother, and then that, finally that was not capital. the lifelong struggle. Oh yeah, certainly. Well, oh all, my god, always it's the weirdest pick ever. I think pick. it's great. Thank you, Mike. Okay, okay. so I, I it also to- doesn't take anyone off my list because I didn't remember that either. Um, yeah, because she's all right. Whatever. Uh, I'll take two that I grew up with. Um, I yes. will take uh, Jill Taylor. From Home Improvement. Oh, oh, yeah. And I will take Claire Huxtable from The Cosby Show. Okay. She was an incredible TV mom. Both of them were. So those are my two picks. Alrighty. My pick. Yeah. Oh, she is a mother. There's three. There's three children. There was well, three. There were, there were three. Dang it, Then man. there's two. I'm taking so- the mother of dragons. Give me Khaleesi. Give me Daenerys Targaryen. The ultimate TV Mom, I mean, how well. Many to be fair, her kids kept dying off. That's true. She did, uh, well, spoiler she did, alert. She did, she sorry, did, everybody. She did chain them up and lock them in a dungeon at one point. So this is not best TV mom. And this she is favorite. Used, she used them to burn she, down an entire city. It did not city. end well. <laughs> it did not end well. So, um, yeah, but iconic favorite character who is known for being a mother. Yeah, of dragons. It's it was on my list. I honestly thought with my very last pick, I was gonna be able to to sleep or to sneak that one in there. All right, I guess I'm so I'm on the turn. I gotta take two. My first one is easy. I'm taking Claire Dunphy. Oh, that's a good one because she is ba talking about handles things and extremely funny. Ah, with my if people don't know who she's from. This is oh. where you would tell them. <laughs> That's what I was setting you up to wear. From Modern Family. Yeah, so if like, you don't watch that like, show, maybe you, you don't know yes, she's who from, she is. She's from Modern Family. Um, oh, man. And then coming around with, with the next pick. Yeah, got a, yeah. Three <laughs> rounds. Tough. Three rounds. Well, I've, my, I've, I've got my list, but now I mean, I'm tilting here a little bit with knowing that this will be my last pick. I am going to take... Your time. Yeah, of course I'm taking my time here. Do I go with the, you know, the old 50s mom or do I go with with, with the newer modern mom, which I guess I have one from Modern Family, or do I go with with the wild card? There are so many places to go. All right, I'm going to take – I'll take Carol Brady. Mm, I'll take – it's it's too – I feel like it's, it's just too strong. Mm-hmm. It's too mm-hmm. strong. Oh, That's a real, you- that was a modern pick, right? No, that oh. was the old 50s pick. I told you I had three three ways I could have gone, and I went with the 50s one. You got it. All right, so I'm I'm looking here. I'm trying to find you know, something that just really speaks to me, and I can't. 
I'm, I, I'm drawing I'm drawing a blank, but there is a family show that has meant a lot to our family recently. My children were in uh, the production of the Adams Family. That, see, that, playing, was, that was my wild card. Is was it yes, really? it was Morticia Adams. Yes, and they're coming out with a new movie now. The animated movie coming out soon. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take I that. forgot about the animated movie. Yeah, I'm gonna take Morticia Adams from the Adams Family, which uh, the the musical. That's a great part. Uh, I've been told we were supposed to go four rounds now. Oh, yes, thank you. Um, what the musical? Yeah, it's a musical. The 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 theatrical production is a musical. It's I, true. I, I, I've I, heard a lot of it lately. Really? Yeah. The only the only musical from the Adams or music from the Adams family is, is the theme song with the snapping and MC Hammer's killer rendition when they had the reboot hmm. in the early nineties. Thanks for the history lesson. Except the incorrect history lesson because it's also a musical. All right. So your teams. Tell me your team so far. So far, I've got uh, the Mother of Dragons. I have uh, Morticia Adams. And Leslie Nope. Leslie Nope. What a great pick. I also like where I'm over him and Han over here of, of what is my fourth pick. And Andy's like, oh, now we're going to go four. I told you I'm happy to go three. No, we're going four. I've been four. told to go four we're by going, others. We're going so four. So don't blame me. We're going, we've got the time. We're going four. So my, my team right now is Carol Brady, Marge Simpson, Claire Dunphy. I have uh, Jill Taylor from Home Improvement, Claire Huxtable from The Cosby Show. I'm going to go Joyce Byers from Stranger Things. Oh! Prominent role over the last three years and that's will a, that's stop a good one. at nothing. Yes, that is true. To protect her fr- her she'll, child and her child's friends. She'll go to the, to the upside down if she's got it. She will. She will. And that, then, was, that was a way better sneaky pick than Jason's. Oh, I've got um, a better one. Yeah, and then I so I got one more. And it's uh, it's close. I thought a little bit about Catelyn Stark, to be honest with you. Oh yeah, certainly. Uh, but for humor factor, I'll I'll go Lois Griffin. She was on my list. Lois as Griffin. Well. Okay. Okay. I left Stark off. Yeah, I mean her mothering. I, not a lot of them made it through. And the way she treated my man, my my man, John Snow. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I left her off. I mean, it's come on. So, so Jill I, Taylor, Claire Huxtable, Joyce Byers, Lois Griffin. I have already proven that this next pick is not a vote getter. Apparently, not enough people know the show as well. But when you know the show, it's great. And I know I'm going to make Andy a little bit jealous here because you want to talk about a mother who will stop at nothing to rescue her children. How about June Osborne, a.k.a. of Joseph? Andy from The Handmaid's oh, Tale. Oh, you're talking about a mother that who will. That is a. I haven't seen it. it that I, is I, June. Is, is, I mean, June. call her June. Sure, June. Yeah. Um, Has there ever been a mother willing to do more, risk that, more for herself? That's a spectacular pick. Thank you. Yeah, I'd, I'd vote getting it'd be darned. I mean, favorite. It's favorite TV mom. It's whoever you want that you know plays a TV mom. And she is unbelievable in that show. All right. Well, I guess you I get, get to a, round it out. I get a fourth pick, a little bit unexpected here, um, and I will go. Man, I I feel like I took. Feel like I, we we did the dad's draft, mm-hmm. and in that dad's draft, I feel like my my curveball in there was I took un, Uncle Phil. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking Aunt Viv. <laughs> I'm completing the cycle, baby. Aunt Viv was awesome. 
She was she holding was, it down in the Fresh Prince. She was a spectacular mom, and I get to live in that cool house. I don't. That's a good pick. Yeah. I thought about going uh, Jane Jetson just for the sake I can get the technology. Oh. See, the thing about the but Jane I figured, Jetson, you is, know, is that is that Wilma Flintstone was way better than Jane Jetson. Like holding Fred Flintstone in check, not easy. All right, what'd you guys learn on today's show? Uh, I learned that the <laughs> hardest thing for humans to accomplish is a continent-sized boot. I learned that any day now we will be downloading into robots. Any day now. I was going to say I learned that um, apparently Jason believes most people alive today will live to be 2,100 years of age. It's at least Googleable. I'm sorry, sir. Years from now. They only made it 2,000 years. <laughs> you just missed it. All right, that is it for the Spitballers Podcast. Thank you for supporting the show. Thanks for listening to the Spitballers Podcast. To see what other nonsense the guys are up to, check out spitballerspod.com.